Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of Walk On Radio. It's been a little bit. It's been a while. Uh, We've kind of talked about complications with Hump being an adult, living his adult life in the football season. But I wanted to get an episode out, and it's something I've wanted to do for a while, and that is a walk-on spotlight. You know, we are walk-on radio, and we've talked about me and Hump's stories as walk-ons, but the cool thing is that everyone else has a different story. So I wanted to bring somebody that we've wanted to do this episode for a while, and that's Jordan Boatman. He was uh, He's a starting left tackle for the Sam Houston Bearcats, but he started the Houston Cougars, and uh, it's just an interesting story and something that I wanted to get going. So, uh, Boat, introduce yourself. How you doing? How y'all doing? I'm uh, Jordan Boatman. Yeah, like you said, left tackle here at Sam Houston. Um, been here since January. It's been an amazing year and uh, excited to be on Walk On Radio. I've been wanting to do this with Dalton for a while, so I'm excited for this opportunity. Yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about everything under the sun involving your life as a football player. And mm-hmm. of course, I wanted to start with and is your childhood. You know, where did you grow up and where did your love of football first become become a thing? Yeah, so I started playing football when I was actually four years old. Um, little little league in uh, Woodlands called SCFL. Uh, the minimum age is actually six, but I was just a big kid. I was always a big kid, so they let me play at four. And uh, just been playing it since then. You know, it was probably my first love. Really, I just fell in love with that game. I you know I played D line, O line, both of those. Um, and yeah, just kind of got put into it. My 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 family was all in the sports. You know, I played football, basketball, baseball. So just from the jump, was in it. Yeah, so, you know, you're a big guy now. You're probably about, what, 6'6", 300 pounds. So you were always a big kid, I'm guessing. So was this always something that you knew you were going to do? And, and for me and my story is my parents at first didn't want me playing Little League football. They thought I was, you know, some contact sports, something that you need to stay away from. But did you know out the jump just because of your size that football was going to be something that you wanted to do? Uh, I don't know if it was like my – you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm big. I want to do it. It's more like in Texas, especially like you're a big kid, you know, like you're kind of pushed into it. You know, everyone comes up and tell you like, you must play football, you know, like you're a big dude. So it's something that was put on me. And then, you know, I kind of developed my own love for it. But yeah, like when you're the big dude in Texas, you know, your football is calling your name. So yeah. And then kind of finishing up your little league career, did you know that in high school, that's what you want to do? And we kind of talked about Texas football and how big it is in this state but you know a lot of people they'll do it in little league and they just decide that it's not for them but did you know that high school football was the next step in your football journey oh absolutely you know I grew up watching watching Texas Texas A&M on on TV and uh high school you know it was always such a big deal so I always wanted to play Friday Night Lights you know that was a, a big goal of mine um but maybe at the time I wasn't thinking about it exactly, but I did, I did want to play college. So I knew the ticket to that was playing good in high school. So, so let's kind of transition into high school football and kind of the big question is your freshman year. So kind of transitioning from little league to high school football. How was that for you? You know, for me, it it was tough, especially coming from California. I didn't know how big Texas high school football was. So for you coming in as a freshman, were you nervous? Did you kind of have an idea Were you, and the cool thing with Little League is you play with the guys that you go into high school with. So mm-hmm. is that your situation where you kind of moved in with your guys? And, and how was it stepping into high school football? Because I know I think your your school was a 5A or 6A. Mm-hmm. 6A. So you had – you're in the big-time football. So just kind of talk about your first year in high school and, and how that transition was. 
Right. Well, I did get to play uh, in high school with some teammates of mine from Little League, so that was cool coming in with those guys. Um, I, I think I was excited for the transition, you know, from middle school to, to high school. You know, it's where it gets real. Um, at that point in my life, I was just a big, fat kid, man. Like, like really, I was slow. You know, I wasn't. my body wasn't pre- prepared for football as much as I would have liked it to be, but you know, late bloomer and stuff, but, uh, coming into high school, you know, I, I was on JV freshman year and I was playing D line up until then. And so freshman year, I, I started off as playing D line cause that's why I wanted to play. And that was the year I really got transitioned to O line full time. So that was a big, a big transition, you know, just kind of learning that position, like, you know, really accepting that that's going to be what I'm going to be playing for the next few years. Yeah, and how was that? Was that a coach's decision or was that kind of you realizing where your body was at? Because a lot of people, you know, they want to be D-line, but some be, and not saying you're not athletic, but there's just some people that are just kind of bigger and O-line's a spot where you want to be. So whose decision was it? And, and was it hard for you or was it you just kind of knew that in order to play, you know, bigger and better, you had to make the switch? Right. It was probably the coach's decision. You know, I love D-line. Like, I grew up playing it. So that was my, my first love of football. Um but, you know, it's in Little League and middle school, you, if you're the big kid, you, you know, you can get away with being on the D-line just because of your size. But once you get to high school, you know, dudes are a little more athletic, uh, more developed. You know, it was kind of eye-opening for me to see these D-linemen that are in high school. And, you know, I just wasn't moving like them at the time. So, you know, it was the coach's decision. But I also realized, like, wow, like, you know, there's some people out there that are just, you know, genetically gifted and, and more athletic or faster than me. So I just wanted to succeed on the football field and – O-line was where I felt like I had the best chance at that, and the coaches did too. So, you know, I kind of accepted it and went with it. Yeah, and then kind of going on with your early years of high school football, what were the off-season like? Because everyone's goal once they're in high school at a young age is to make varsity, and we've all kind of had our our, our grind, our off-season story. So what was it like for you? What did you want to do towards your body into, you know, transition not only to an offensive line, but to, to make the varsity team? Did you have specific things that you did to your body that kind of fix and form yourself, or you just got in the weight room trying to get as strong as you can? Yeah, I, I don't know if I did it the best way. You know, when I got in, I just, you know, wanted to put on weight and strength as, as much as possible. I wanted to be strong. So, you know, I started lifting and bulking up, you know, maybe too much, uh, a lot of chocolate milk and stuff, a lot of pasta. And I was eating like a pig, but I was lifting hard, too. Um, and, you know, I, I probably put on, I put on a lot of weight. You know, I was probably 310 pounds in, you know, sophomore year of high school. But I just wasn't it wasn't a solid you know, 310 pounds that you want to see it was a little more fatty than I wanted it to be. But, you know, that's just how I was at the time. I was only 14, 15 years old. So, but later in high school, it got better for sure. Just that I didn't start off. I didn't, you know, come into high school just, you know, killing it on varsity, you know, like some, like some guys do, but everyone has a different track. Yeah. And then on top of that, and this is kind of the part that a lot of athletes don't really talk about is the mental side of it. And I think kind of the hardest years is your, your freshman and sophomore year trying to get on varsity and then your junior year as you start recruiting. So in your early years, freshman and sophomore, did you have a mental struggle at all? Because, you know, being a walk on, there's a whole other section and we're going to get to that. But in high school, in the beginning, did you have anything where you're kind of struggling? You didn't know if you're going to make it because I, I've struggled with self-doubt as an athlete all the time. I always felt like, you know, I'm not going to be good enough. And so 
being a freshman, I was on the freshman B team, and then my sophomore year, I was on the JVB team. So there was a time where I wanted to play college football, but I was having doubts because I wasn't making it. I wasn't doing well. So kind of talk about the mental side of it, and especially like you said, you got to a heavy weight. So did you struggle with carrying so much weight now that you're transitioning to O-line or just anything that in the early years where you felt like, you know, maybe self-doubt or just the mental side of the game, which is a part of the athlete that that needs to be talked about more because it's such a big deal. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I was just like you, man, freshman year B team, uh, JV year, JV B team, or sophomore year JV B team. You know, I like, I really wasn't a great player coming into high school. You know, I was like, I just kind of relied on my size growing up and that kind of got, got me like to what I had to do. And, you know, I put on too much weight and I was, my body wasn't slop, was sloppy and, yeah, I was tough, man. I, I I wanted to play. I wanted to be, you know, on at least JVA team starting. You know, that didn't happen. I wanted to be on varsity. You know, that didn't happen for me. Uh, you just got to, like, I just, I realized that I had a lot of work to do, you know. Like, I didn't try to, like, blame anyone or just, you know, blame coaches. I just, you know, tried to put it on myself and just look in the mirror and be like, okay, like, I'm on JVB team for a reason, you know. I'm not playing. I'm not playing to the level I need to be, so. It was tough for sure, uh, but I was also just a young kid, you know, and growing up, and I wasn't doing the things necessary to to be playing at the level I had to, and, you know, I didn't really learn that until probably junior year, I'd say. Yeah, and that's the thing about, you know, high school football that changes once you get into college, and, and like I said, we'll move more into that, but once you're in college, it's such a business, and there's a lot of business decisions that need to be made, and, and while you're in high school, you're still having fun, so while you didn't really know at a young age you were still going out there and having fun, and, and you just knew if I got big, I was going to make it eventually. But once you get to college, it's a whole different story where you have to be a certain weight, a certain speed, a certain size. And so right. it gets really hard, but you know, sticking with high school, so you get through your freshman and sophomore year. Did you make varsity your junior year? No. So that's, uh, that's where my, my career took like a, a really bad turn. So funny enough, so last, the last practice of my sophomore season, right? Uh, I'm blocking down on some dude and, and my fullback runs into the back of my left leg and and then the D lineman I'm blocking pushes me over and just kind of folds me and um, I end up what's it called fracturing my tibial plateau which is the bone right it's where your tibia connects to your knee so it was either going to be my whole knee was shredded or the bone broke so you know I'm happy the bone broke that was a blessing but that was a tough that was a tough time cuz you know I had to get surgery on that. I was in a wheelchair for 3 months. Could not like could not walk, just straight wheelchair crutches for 3 months. Uh and, yeah, that was a t- that was probably one of the toughest injuries. That was definitely the toughest thing I'd gone through up until that point, you know. And you know, I couldn't couldn't work out in the off season very well just recovering and uh I didn't get to because of that injury and because of, you know, where I was starting at before the injury, I didn't make a well, I made varsity, but I didn't start or anything. I started off on JV junior year. So that was the the biggest eye-opener, I think. I was like, wow, you know, I'm not even starting on varsity junior year. Uh, I have one more year. You know, I got to, like, I want to play college football. Like, it was the biggest eye-opening thing for me. I'm like, I got to get my stuff together, you know. Like, I got to really put in some work. So that was the biggest thing for me in high school, the biggest event that changed, changed, changed the tra- trajectory of my life. Yeah, and what – what were you able to like what motivated you through that junior year to kind of keep pushing other than you know just 
you want to play in college football because that's a hard – and you see people with injuries all the time, but especially your junior year because that's the point of where recruiting takes off. That's where you start going to camps. That's where people start looking at you because it's too late your senior year. You know, there are some mm-hmm. freak athletes that they'll put up crazy numbers, but especially on the O-line, you have to have a really good junior year so they have their eye on you and then you develop your senior year. So that offseason, like you said, while you're de- dealing with the injury, what – what were you thinking and what was motivating you to just keep moving forward to get to that senior year? I think just everything that you just said was motivating me, man. Like I obviously just wanted to come back, you know, from the injury, just come back better than I was before. And just the time crunch and just knowing that I didn't have junior film and all these things, you know, like I just wanted to achieve that dream so bad, you know, like it's, it's what I had grown up like dreaming I was going to do, play college, you know, maybe have a chance at the NFL. It's just, that was everything I wanted to be. So like being faced with the reality that if I don't do something about this, you know, it's all going to come to end and it's all going to be for nothing. That was probably the biggest motivating factor I could say. It was just, you know, the fear, I guess, fear of failure, right? Yeah. And then, so your sophomore year, you said you were about at 310 and you've kind of felt a little bit fatter than you wanted to be. Where were you at your junior year in terms of size? After that injury, I put on, you know, just sitting in that wheelchair and stuff, not doing anything. I was, when I finally got out, you know, walking around back to full, you know, somewhat healthy, I was probably sitting about 330, just big, you know, not slow, not moving well at all, you know, just dying in, in, in workouts, just absolutely just struggling, being tortured. And, you know, that, that, that off season, that junior off season, I started powerlifting. My my O line coach was the powerlifting coach. He got me into that, and you know I just realized you know this is my senior year. Like I have to start. I have to play, and I dropped like to two eighty in a matter of maybe two to three months, and I didn't I did not do it in a good way because I just was just kind of starving myself somewhat, and you know my I was losing strength. My lists were going down, but. I don't really regret it because I, you know, I needed to play at and playing at 280, 290 was moving with, at that weight with maybe a little less strength was better than the alternative. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's cool as we see high school football develop because one of the crazy things that I feel like high school really needs to kind of dive into is the nutrition side of it mm-hmm. because you see these kids and of course the coach is telling them, hey, you need to put on 20 pounds or hey, you need to lose 30 pounds. And these, these kids are just doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They're starving themselves or they're eating too much. And so I really think that it, as football kind of grows, especially in the high school level, seeing the nutritionist side of it is really interesting mm-hmm. because now kids are finally learning how to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and we had Coach Susanna here for a little bit before she went to the University of Arizona. And the thing she was teaching us is just crazy because you learn things as, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, if you eat certain things, you're going to have this amount of energy and, and you can help lose weight. And I remember when you first got here, you you were bigger, but you we left for break and you came back and, and you looked so much better. You lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. You felt better. You felt faster. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, we're going to dive into that. But just seeing your transition and your transformation is crazy. And that's just how interesting the side of nutrition is in terms of athletes. Mm-hmm. So now we kind of get to your senior year. This mm-hmm. is this is the year. Uh, were you starting out the gate? How did that work going from your injury to being healthy in your senior year? Kind of talk to me about that and, and your last year of high school football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just really attacked off season and, and my body and just grinded, you know, because I realized, you know, it was my last opportunity, last chance. So that off season, I was really working hard, hardest I ever worked in my life. Um, yeah, got in, got into the season. And I was actually I was splitting some reps with a with a dude, 
uh, at right tackle. But after the first game, I just I took over the starting role, and um, yeah, started that whole season. We were a really bad team. We went one and nine. Uh, we beat Conroe, so hey, at least we beat someone, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a tough year. Uh, but it, you know, I was just enjoying playing football. You know, I hadn't gotten to really play in you know three, two to three years, I guess, in that, at that point. And so yeah, I was just excited about it. But uh, also, like you said about the nutri- I want to touch on that the nutrition stuff. You know, like high school, it's all we're, they're kids. You know, yeah. just absolutely just kids. So. You know, 14, 15, 16, you know, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. And at, for my case, you know, I was young for my grade. You know, I wish I had actually uh, been held back because I graduated high school at uh, 17 years old. So, it's, and, you know, being old is another thing in high school that's an advantage. But, yeah, high school season, senior season was good and, uh, you know, had some good moments. But, you know, not the season we wanted to. But at least I got some film, I guess, that's, you know. And the boys. Yeah, and, th- and that's kind of where I wanted to ask is I-, I always ask players if we talk about high school, kind of talk to me about that last game that you played in high oh. school football because, you know, people that aren't in Texas don't really understand, but like we keep touching on how it's a religion here, but it really is your life. And mm-hmm. these are guys that you spent four years with, you've grinded, and, and this is your varsity team. So talk to me about that last game. Even though it wasn't the season you wanted – that's their last time playing high school football with the guys. And yeah. I still, to this day, I'm on my fifth year of college football. I still think high school. I had better high school memories yeah. than I do in college. Of course, I won a national championship. We got to play against Texas yeah. A&M. But being with those guys for those four years is just such a good experience. So kind of talking about that last game, the emotions you had. And, you know, did you know if you were going to play college football or not? Yeah, that was, you know, that's like the beauty of high school football, man. Like you said, just being with your boys, you know, so many good memories in the locker room, just just playing basketball or or Foursquare or just, you know, at lunchtime, just hanging out, just after school, you know, those are the best times. Those are the stuff you're going gonna to miss, you know, not the practices and all that, just hanging with the guys. But that last game, it was interesting. So we were one and nine, obviously, but in conference – or in our division, you know, we still had a chance at the playoffs because everyone, <laughs> everyone was bad too. So our last game, if we win, we're gonna we, we can get into the playoffs with two wins. Surprisingly, uh, so you know we were playing hard, and I believe it was Montgomery, and and we ended up losing by three points. You know, late in the game, we had just we took the lead, and then they marched down and, and score and win the game. And you know, I just bawled my eyes out. You know, because I I didn't want it to be over. I thought you know, okay, we can still you know, make a playoff a little run and, and have a few more games with the guys. But, you know, to have it ended abruptly like that, you know, it was tough and everyone was crying. And, you know, you you just – for a lot – for most guys, you know, you never get, get to suit up again. And at the time, I didn't I didn't know if I was going to play again. I, I figured I could play at some level, but I didn't know – I had no idea what my future held, you know. So it was tough. It was eye-opening and, you know, it's a – it's a good memory, though, looking back on it, for sure. Yeah, and then kind of transitioning from high school, kind of talk to me about your recruiting trail all throughout high school. You know, did were you talking to schools? I know that junior year injury was probably big, but were you putting your film out? How was recruiting for you? Because for me, it was it was tough. I would go to camps, and, and I would go out there, and not even – I would go to A&M camps and Texas camps just to kind of learn, but also mm-hmm. just in case, but – for me, I was a D3 guy. I was getting mm-hmm. D3 offers and then a couple preferred walk-ons from you know, Sam Houston and Texas State. So how was it for you? Did you, Were you getting offers? Were you getting looks? And, and 
how was uh how was the recruiting trip for you yeah so my parents didn't know anything about recruiting so that's you know having parents that can help you with that is a big deal but uh my coaches didn't help me much either my coach my head coach was kind of you know he wasn't at, he didn't advocate the best for players but you know he was a good coach and a good guy but you know he I don't think he would necessarily call coaches up and be like hey here's this guy um but yeah I didn't get anything obviously until my senior year I went to uh believe it or not I went to SF an SFA camp that was like one of the camps I went to I remember that one um you know, didn't get anything from that. And then so after my senior year, I just kind of started, you know, emailing my film out to colleges, you know, like just send it to every college I could find, every O-line coach, just finding their email, send it to you. I was doing it in seventh period, you know, just sending emails out and uh, had, you know, Texas A&M, Kingsville. I was talking to them for a little bit, you know, just D2s, uh, some D3s. Um, my, my head coach told me just D2, D3 is probably what you can get. So, you know, I was... I was, I was okay with that, I guess, you know, Kingsville was a D2, um, and I was looking at them a lot, you know, I was, I was really feeling them, and then, you know, they didn't, ended up pulling me or, or picking another, up another guy, so I was kind of lost for a little bit, and, you know, just one day, I just emailed U of H, you know, just, I was like, you know, why not try it, you know, just send my email, send my film to them, and, you know, I got a response, and, and they sent an email back and saying, you know, we offered a PWO, and, you know, I snatched that opportunity up. You know, it was the best thing I had for sure. So, you know, I figured, you know, maybe I wasn't getting money, but I could, you know, at least try to make the team and, and get, you know, get a quality education from UH. So, you know, that was just a blessing, you know. It had, had to be something, you know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and, and that's it's, – it's a tough pill to swallow because my coach was the same way in high school. It was – you know, you're, you're D3 at best, you're a D2 at best. And, and that's something that you kind of have to live with. Like, okay, if my coach is saying this, and, and once again, we've talked about it, these are kids you're talking to. These are kids with high aspirations, mm-hmm. with dreams. And for someone that you look up to, like a coach to tell you that this is the highest you can go, it's tough. And it's something where we bring up the mental game again, where you feel like, well, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so just like you, when I got the PWO to Sam Houston, I was like, well, I don't have a, you know, I don't have any other better offers. I might as well try because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that you took the U of H offer and, and what a great school Houston is. But now you jumped into a whole new world. Now mm-hmm. you're in the college level as a walk-on. And even though you don't have to go through the real walk-on tryouts, you're, you're on the team, you're still the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into that. Your freshman year as a walk-on, how was it? it was, this is just like going from Little League to high school. You're a, you're a big fish or a little fish in a big pond. So mm-hmm. kind of talk to me about that. What was that first year like as a walk-on? Did you kind of have to go through what all the other walk-ons go through? I, I always tell my story that I was negative 10 for a while. I was 110, didn't have a number, wore a blank jersey. <laughs> so what was your walk-on story your first year? How was it jumping in there as a, as a freshman? Oh, man, freshman year as a walk-on is tough, man. That is, the, that is a, a battle, man. So, uh when I came in, so we, U of H had just switched coaches. We had gone from Tom Herman to Major Applewhite. So he, uh, Tom Herman had left and took all of his staff. So it was a pretty much a new staff. And that strength, uh, no, well, the, I, that's a lie. The, the strength staff stayed. And that strength staff, man, they, they, they took it to the walk-ons. You know, I was with some GA, I guess, but he, they told him, you know, just destroy these guys. <laughs> destroy these guys. I remember we didn't even get to warm up with the team. 
you know, the team would be warming up on the field, about to do runs, and we're in the end zone, just a little group of walk-ons doing our own little warm-up. And another story I have is I remember they were going to just – we were just doing sprints, you know, shuttles back – like cutting, you know, 20-yard shuttles or whatever, cutting back and forth. And, and the head trainer came out and yelled at the GA that was doing it with us, and he, he said – don't have them cut. They don't need, I don't want them tearing up the field. You know, literally like, literally like we're about to have practice and like, they don't want the walk-ons tearing up the field by doing cuts. So we just ran straight sprints. Like it's just that, it's just that kind of stuff. You know, you are the bottom of the barrel and, and you just have to prove yourself, you know, like you don't get the respect that the scholarship guys get, you know, they've proved themselves in high school. So, you know, it it is a whole new world. But I was used to that, you know, in high school. I felt like I was just restarting high school over again because, you know, I was bottom of the barrel in high school. And so, you know, it was just like, okay, here we go, you know, part two. So Yeah, and the crazy thing is I don't think people realize that Tom Herman U of H team was really good. They mm-hmm. had ups against Florida State. Uh, they had ups against Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, that team was well-developed. So you're jumping into a team that was ranked – that mm-hmm. was kind of beating teams that they shouldn't be. So I bet that it was even worse just because the expectation that team had. Mm-hmm. And so kind of coming in as a walk-on, I couldn't imagine that life. And uh, I'm assuming you did scout team just yep. like we all did. Yep. Uh, and I I'd love telling people about scout team because I think I became a better player through scout team. And a lot of mm-hmm. people complain about going on scout team, but you, you have to realize you're facing the number one defense mm-hmm. every day. And I, I bet you had to put, uh, face Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. who now is with the Bills. Mm-hmm. So kind of talking about scout team, how'd that go? And, and what were some, some things you were able to develop in the scout team? Because something I always wanted to work on was my feet. I mm-hmm. was always kind of bad with footwork. And I took the scout team time to every time, you know, step on the right feet. Well, mm-hmm. If it's inside zone, use my right foot. So kind of talk to me about how scout team went and how it was facing these guys or and I always hear that Houston is D-line you. And mm-hmm. people talk about Sac City or Sac Avenue. It's kind of talking about the scout team life in that part of U of H. Yeah. Yeah, scout team was crazy. So uh, I, was, I was on scout team my first two years, 2017, 2018. And, yeah, going up against those guys, man. Uh, I, like Ed Oliver, not just Ed, though. Like uh, Nick Thurman, who's on the Patriots. Uh, Reggie Emeke Bule on the Chargers. Uh, just that defense was absolutely stacked. Matt Adams on the Colts, uh, just absolute animals on that on that defense. And like you said, it scout team completely made me the player I am. You know, like I really had no like relearn how to play football like on college scout team because high school it's just you're going up the level of player difference. You know that you're going up against abruptly is so crazy. I remember one time we were practicing. Uh, this is before U of H had an indoor, and we were practicing in the Texans bubble. And uh, I was just a little practice scout, scout alignment tackle, and the D linemen was, were working uh, pass rush moves. And so my job was just to sit there and just take a few kicks, not really, and just throw my hand out, let them swipe it, you know. And uh, Ed gets up against me, and before I got one kick in the ground, he was by me. Like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't believe the the get off on on that guy, and you know, just the wars and the battles each day, just going up against him, you know, getting my butt whooped. Uh, but you know, like it is, it's, it's, it, scout team is so important. And like your mindset on scout team is what, is what makes the difference. You know, if you're going into it thinking like that, like I'm going up against the one defense, I'm going against pro caliber players. You know, if I, if I give it my all, you know, I can get better at football for real. Like, so working my hands, my hands got so much better. My feet got better. Just 
understanding of the game, understanding of how to block, how to play O-line, you know, everything. And, and getting to go up against those guys that are such high-level players, you know, was a blessing, you know, and not many people get to do that. So, yeah, it absolutely made me the player I am and, and improved my game in a million ways. Yeah, I think the big thing is kind of like what you talked about, the thing that changed for me was the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. And you, you wouldn't think that coming from high school to college it would be so much different, but it's just so much faster. And you have to think – you came in and you said you graduated 17, so mm-hmm. you were probably on the team while you were still 17, right? Uh, I just turned 18. Yeah, so you're an 18-year-old who was just 17 playing against 21, 22-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And so the the switch of the game is so much faster, and, and scout team just was such a blessing. And something that I learned my first year is the defense respects you if you go hard. Mm-hmm. If you're giving your best effort, they notice that. And, and that's kind of what got me in the door on special teams was because – I was giving good looks on scout team that the coaches noticed it. They talked to the offensive coaches, and that's what kind of got me going on the travel squad. And so you kind of have to get through the first year. That's what they always say as a walk-on is if you get through your first year, you're kind of in the door. Mm-hmm. Is that what the, the kind of attitude was at U of H? Once you pass your freshman year, you're kind of going smooth sailing the rest of the way? Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. You know, like first year you get no respect you know you don't you got to put some time in and like prove that you can stick around and stick through some hard stuff so freshman year like you said bottom of the barrel and second year you know still still a very bottom tier player on on the team you know just a scout team guy but you know you you gain some respect for sure for just being able to stick through you know the runs and just stick through the stuff with them you know like a year is a decent amount of time and you know I'd say I don't know the numbers on it but I bet a majority of walk-ons don't make it a year so you know, making it through that first year. And like you said about scout team going hard, you know, that's what they do respect that because, you know, they are trying to get better. They're trying to get ready for the game. So if you're not giving them a good look, you know, you're not helping them at all. So, yeah, going hard. But there is a fine line between going hard and, you know, being a dick. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and we, and we, you know, now that I'm kind of the, the veteran, I kind of see the t- – and I respect all walk-on because I was in their shoes. But there is a fine line, and, and you kind of have to teeter along that – but kind of going back to the mental side of it, and we talked about in high school, what was it like your first year? Because I, I, I tell this story all the time. My first two years, I would call my mom maybe every month and be like, yo, I can't do this. I, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't take it. I, I'm going to quit. And I just stuck it through. So what was your mental side of it? Because like you said, being the bottom barrel, being a person that no one respects, being told that you don't want to tear up the field when you think you're a player, it, it's, a tough, it's a tough look on an 18-year-old that is in their dream scenario and is also being told, like, you know, you're still just kind of a piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was tough, you know. I'd come home to my roommate and be like, bro, I don't know if I can play football anymore. You know, <laughs> like, like almost every practice, it seems like, you know, you think about, think about it. And, uh, yeah, it was tough, you know, like being just invisible. Like it, that's basically like what the feeling is being invisible to the people. Uh, maybe not, not your teammates, you know, the di- the guys you're with, you know, they, you know, they respect you and love you, but you're not, you're not, treated treated the best especially that first year so you know it is tough on the mental but I feel like I think what I did probably is just I had such a big chip on my shoulder you know and just like I tried my best to just take all that stuff and just use it you know and just you know I have like notes on my phone like of quotes from coaches like I would you know remember a a quote or something like put it in my phone and just look at it sometimes be like okay like I don't like I'll show you you know I can do it you know and it's just it was tough though the phys- the physical stuff was for me was probably the toughest part honestly the mental stuff 
the mental stuff was because of the physical stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into that I was going to be treated like crap. Yeah. But, but I, I accepted that, and I was just trying to survive the workouts more than anything, <laughs> bro. My freshman year. Yeah, and I think, uh, and, and the interesting thing is, I I always say that majority of the walk-ons I feel work a lot harder than scholarship mm-hmm. players because they have something to work for. Mm-hmm. You know, for a scholarship player, of course, you're trying to earn a starting spot, you're trying to earn some playing time. But a, a walk-on, you're trying to earn a place on the team. And mm. I just feel like there's a much bigger chip on your shoulder if you're coming in fresh like that because you have to earn everything. Mm. Uh, other than, you know, some scholarship people, they kind of walk in and they're given things. And, and mm. they're not saying they don't work hard, but mm. you're on, when we say we're on the bottom of the barrel, we're not kidding. We mm. are very, very low. Like Bobo said, they told him they didn't want him tearing up the turf, and that's something crazy. So let's move on to... At what point did you start getting to a point where you might make the travel squad? Where mm-hmm. where did that start, and how was that? And kind of talked about the first game you got to suit out. What was that feeling mm-hmm. like, kind of being getting a number, finally moving up to that point where you're now traveling with the team? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my first game I played in was my sophomore year. Uh, it was against Texas Southern. And it was late. Actually, yeah, it was, tech, no, it was Grambling State. No, I'm lying. Texas Southern. I just started my first game, fourth quarter, you know, get in there for like three plays, you know, whatever. But yeah, like my sophomore year, freshman year, I could not have played on in a college game. It would have been bad. But sophomore year, I started, you know, getting better, you know, had a whole offseason to, to train, um, you know, was doing scout teams sophomore year, uh, you know, getting better each day, going up against the ones again. And, you know, I was getting I was I was getting better for sure, like improving, you know, people were people were noticing that I was getting better. Um, so yeah, getting in that first game and it was, it was fun going into Texas Southern. We, we were in there for, I think three or four plays and we rip off a 70 yard touchdown run, <laughs> you know? And it was so fun cause you're going up against scout team guys that are doing, you're going up against the ones and like, you're just surviving. Yeah. Right. And then going up against there and like Texas Southern and getting to actually move people and dominate, you know, that was like so refreshing. Yeah. I remember coming off the sidelines and like, bro, I can't. I forgot how it feels to actually move someone, you know, <laughs> like I was so used to just getting stoned by Ed or or Nick or Reggie or any of those guys, you know. And the crazy thing too is people don't realize how important those 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 you know games where you're up by a lot and the backups are coming in. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, that's their first college game. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were for for me and Sam Houston. It was uh, it was you know one of those Western Oklahoma's D two team. Mm-hmm. We're up by seventy. They put me in, and it just flashed. Like I remember being in there like, oh my god, I'm playing my first game, and, mm-hmm. and I was flying around. And that's our first snap. And those are mm-hmm. walk-on players. Most of those guys, it's their first time going in. And mm-hmm. so the energy is, is very high. And fun fact, I was actually at that game against Texas Southern. When really? I didn't know you, but you were playing. I, I went there with my sister. So I saw that game. Which no was funny, way. A small circle thing. But So you start playing. You're starting to finally travel with the squad. And, and I remember you telling me that you were in a position that was good. And then you kind of had an injury, a little mm-hmm. step back. So kind of talking about that. And how'd that feel? Because, of course, this is just like your junior year of high school. Yeah. Where you feel like it's starting all over. So kind of go into that. And, and what were the emotions going around when that happened? Yeah. So 2019, I get off scout team. Um, I'm, I'm the two right tackle. I was uh, behind Jared Williams, who's on the Eagles right now. So, you know, and, and Josh Jones is our left tackle. That year he got drafted by the Cardinals. So I was learning, you know, I was finally getting to be with the travel guys and getting to learn from and watch, you know, Josh and Jared go 
and, you know, getting to see them play was awesome. And I got my first start that year, 2019, against uh, Tulsa. And uh, we won that game barely, but, you know, that was awesome. So getting to actually start a game and play a whole game was amazing. Uh, so 2019, yeah, well, that, that year went by fine. And I'm going into my uh, redshirt junior, so my fourth year in 2020. You know, I was like, this is my year. You know, I'm, I can – Jared had left. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be the starting right tackle. That was my goal. Uh, I'll still walk on at this point. And so 2020 rolls around, and obviously everyone knows COVID uh, happened. And that happened in, you know, February, March. So we, you know, we get the two weeks off, you know, two weeks, right? Uh, so I'm going, like, fishing, right? And uh, my buddy catches a fish, and I go to j- – I jump down on this rock to to go get the fish, and right? And we get it, whatever, and then I get back up, and I'm like, dang, my foot hurts, right? So we're about, you know – half quarter mile from the truck so i had to walk back you know a half mile on 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 what happened to be a broken foot so i broke my the bone that goes to my pinky toe it's called the fifth metatarsal it's called a jones fracture so i ended up fracturing my left foot and and i mean that was tough for sure but it was kind of good timing because covid had just happened yeah so everyone is off you know so i i end up getting surgery uh you know it take eight weeks to heal and um come back from that you know great you know so i'm i'm working hard you know my gym was open you know most everything was closed down so that summer 2020 i was getting to work out uh just go hard you know a lot of people weren't getting to so you know i really i really grinded that summer because i knew you know this is my chance to start you know like i hadn't missed anything with the injury so you know it, it it sucked to hurt it to break it but you know i was still in a good position and so we come into that fall camp, and we didn't even know if we are going to have a season at this point still. But we just decided, you know, we are getting tested every day, wearing masks. So we're going through practice, and um, I'm having the best fall camp of my life. I'm having playing the best football of my life, uh, you know, locking down dudes like, you know, David and Nini. And I was doing good against Derek Parrish, you know, future NFL DNs. Peyton Turner was on that team, Logan Hall, all NFL guys. And I'm holding my own, you know, doing well. And I feel like I was winning the race at right tackle. I was I was uh, taking reps with the ones, and I'd say about the fifth or sixth practice of fall camp, you know, I take a, a step and I feel the same pain I felt that day fishing in my right foot, mm-hmm. and I just knew it, you know, then knew it the second it happened, and you know, go over the sideline, you know, slam my head down, just start helmet down, and just start crying, you know, and my strength coach comes over and he's just you know reassuring me, but I knew it was broken, you know, so. When that happened, you know, that was probably the lowest moment of my life, I'd say. You know, went to, you know, they uh, carted me off, went to the locker room, just, uh, just they were like, take a shower and just come to the training room. I just remember, like, taking all my stuff up and just sitting in the shower, just sitting down, just, like, bawling, you know, asking God, like, why why did why you do this to me? Like, why why did this happen, you know? Just, you know, really having a moment there and, uh, you know, ended up uh, getting surgery on that. Um you know, I, I kind of wish I had medical that year now that I'm looking back on it. But, you know, at the time I was still a walk-on, right? You know, uh, the season hadn't started yet. And, you know, it was an eight- to ten-week recovery. And, you know, I just wanted to get back and prove myself and prove that I could play and, and start on the team. So, you know, grinded that rehab, came back, ended up starting that bowl game. Uh, we played uh, Hawaii in the New Mexico Bowl. And, uh, yeah, I got that start. And uh, we lost that game, but you know, being able to come back from that injury and, and play in, and play in that game, start and play well, you know, was a really big thing for me. So yeah, and, and the thing that 
people don't realize is small victories like starting. As a walk-on, you're not supposed to be a starter, mm-hmm. especially at an at elite program like the University of Houston. When you come and walk on a team, you never really get to that point. A lot of people don't. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed where we're redshirting players this year, and so I've been able to start a couple games, and, and I never thought I'd be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had – you know, you knew you were going to get there. But for me, I had a lot of self-doubt where I never mm-hmm. thought I was going to get in these situations. So the fact that you were even able to start a game is, mm-hmm. is such a great accomplishment for a walk-on. But that injury, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you did everything, you worked so hard to get to this point, and all of a sudden you're right back down to square one. And mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible. But to be able to come back and play the bowl game is really good. And mm-hmm. obviously that helped you get to where you are now because now you're starting at Sam Houston, which we're going to dive into a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the question I want to ask is, is – you know, the big moment for a walk-on is earning the scholarship. Mm-hmm. So tell me your scholarship story. Uh, how'd you get it? What was, like, the big announcement? And what were the feelings? Because it's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. You finally were able to do what you said you want to do, and now you feel like you've earned a place with a team that now you're a scholarship athlete. So tell me your story mm-hmm. of how they gave it to you. Yeah, yeah, I got, a, I got a good one, man. So after that bowl game, you know, we come back. We have winter break, obviously. And we come back into winter workouts, and, you know, I'm, I'm grinding again, grinding hard. Uh, really, you know, the strongest I've ever been, fastest I've ever been. I was, you know, my body had, had changed at that point, you know, just from lifting. You know, I was a gym rat lifting five, six days a week for years, so um, probably since my junior year of high school. So body had changed. You know, I was doing well in workouts. And uh, this was still kind of COVID era, so we were having Zoom meetings instead of team meetings. And uh, I remember we had a we had a, a good uh, workout that day, and in the Zoom meeting, I, my head coach uh, Dana Holgerson, you know, was highlighting some guys, some workout warriors who did good, and you know, he named a few guys, and then he came to me at the, at the last one, and you know, said I had had a good day and that I was on scholarship, mm. and you know, it. I wish it had been in person, you know, but you know, it's it's what it is. It is what it is. You know, seeing it was crazy. Like on Zoom, you just see people's different faces pop up when they talk. So it was just like sixty different faces rotating. You know, everyone going crazy. So, you know, I couldn't believe it, and uh, I I immediately, you know, as soon as the meeting was over, just uh, drove home. Didn't tell my mom and, and surprised her. So you know, that was one of the better better days of my life. You know, just accomplishing that goal and getting put on, and. Uh, yeah, so that was a, that was an amazing thing, man. And uh, but it also put a lot of pressure on, you know. Like that's another thing, you know. When you're in the when you're a walk on, you're not being paid, you know. Like there's not as much pressure on you, you know, because the, sc- the school's not investing in you. Yeah. So when I got that, you know, my online coach told me he, had, you know, he advocated for it, and but then he also told me, you know, don't don't bite me in the butt, you know, don't like don't screw me over here, you know, you got to play better than you have you know because we're putting money in now so I felt the pressure you know to to not be complacent and just to keep going you know even achieving that and uh yeah so and then that last year you want me going to that last year just well yeah I was just gonna I was gonna kind of transition you to that point um it's just a great deal and it's mm-hmm. so cool to tell your parents I was the same way I called mm-hmm. my mom because you're paying for school and finally mm-hmm. you you don't have to worry about that anymore but mm-hmm. you know we're going to that last year and Obviously, you're not at U of H anymore, so mm-hmm. there there must have been a point where something switched and, and the transfer portal kind of became a thing. So mm-hmm. kind of talk to me about that last year and what ultimately made you decide to hit the portal and, mm-hmm. and end up at Bearcat. Yeah, so, yeah, so the portal had just kind of gotten big around COVID. 
uh, it wasn't the portal didn't exist when I first got into college, yeah. so it was kind of a new thing. Um, but I didn't even I, I, it, transferring wasn't really crossing my mind. You know, I, I really believed that I could start at UH. You know, as the right tackle, just because I you know I, I just knew I could. You know, just could, just from and you know I don't want to act like I was super confident in myself. It was just more about the guys I'm going up against, like yeah. like the guys you play against. You know, like. All my ability in football came from going up against elite guys. Like, it wasn't just me, you know, doing all, all this work by myself, you know. It's just, a, you know, getting to go up against elite competition and, and pushing yourself with your brothers every day gets you better. But um, so I get put on scholarship, right? Um, and then we're going in. We're doing our winter workouts, and I hit a cut, and my right foot kind of sparks up again. And, you know, I kind of I know that pain. I know what it felt like. And I was just, you know, praying. I'm like, oh, no, man, like, please don't happen to let this happen again. And, uh, you know, pain kind of subsided. So, you know, I kind of kept going with it. And then we get to spring break. And um, my mom and I, we got an x-ray with our own doctor just to see, check it out. And, you know, uh, I guess maybe I pushed it too fast or maybe just the surgery didn't end up correctly or whatever. But my right foot was still broken. So, you know, I had that information and, you know, I had a decision to make whether I want to get surgery now before spring ball or after. And I felt at the time that I didn't need to necessarily lift and run as much as I needed to get better at football. So, you know, I decided, you know, the the pain was I could manage it to where I could play. So I ended up playing spring ball of 2021 with a broken right foot, Um, you know, just taking a lot of Advil and Tylenol and stuff and uh played really well you know was was with the ones that whole spring ball um and then told went in into the the day after the last practice going in the training room and be like hey guys i got a broken foot by the way <laughs> showed them the x-rays you know they just couldn't believe it told my line coach you know he told me he had a lot of respect for that uh but you know it was a lot of pressure you know you just got just got put on scholarship you don't want to be the guy you know oh now i'm hurt like yeah. you know i wanted to at least show him i could you know, tough it out and play. So I went through spring ball and then I got the surgery right after. Uh, it was like an eight, eight week recovery, eight to 10 weeks. So pretty much missed most of summer just rehabbing and then came into that fall camp 2021, you know, last, last go around or one of the last, I guess I had two years left, but it was really my last go around. And, you know, I played well in fall camp, but uh, just, I guess I didn't do enough to beat out my guy, you know, I, I, like uh, Dennis Barwell, he's, he played in Canada for a little bit. Uh, absolute dog, you know. I love him, respect him. But I, you know, I thought I was capable of starting too, and you know, I was. I was capable of starting, and my O line coach knew that. And uh, so after that year, you know, twenty twenty one, I didn't, I didn't get to start any games. I uh, got into play. I played in a few of them. Uh, I was on field goal for many years, actually, since twenty nineteen. But you know, I was just disappointed because you know I felt like I hadn't achieved what I wanted to achieve. You know. And it was kind of hard to swallow that. And I, I graduated that year, December 2021. So, you know, it just kind of lined up. It was a no-brainer for me. You know, I'm, I got my degree from here. You know, I think the team's going in a different direction, probably bringing in some new guys. I just, I just felt like it was my time to, to, to move on from UH and really get a chance to start and, you know, play games at, at a university because I knew I could do it. So, 
Yeah, and kind of talks about the portal because that's another stressful situation, especially mm-hmm. from a guy who didn't get recruited very heavy out of high school, mm-hmm. but now you've kind of become a hot commodity. Now people are coming to you, you're experiencing recruiting life, but there's still some pressure to it mm-hmm. because there's days where you wake up and you're, you know, is anyone going to want to pick me up? So kind of talk to me about how the portal went for you, who was looking at, at you, and what made you decide to come to Sam Houston? Yeah, uh, I personally, like, the portal was my first recruiting opportunity. You know, I didn't get recruited in high school, really, so it was kind of crazy. Like, I felt like a little high, like a four-star, five-star <laughs> high schooler. But I hated it. I did not like my time in the portal. I'll be honest. I, I felt like aimless, like lost, you know, like not from going in, being a part of a program, you know, a big football program like UH, your life is so structured, you know, and you always know, always something coming up. It's like, okay, I got a meeting or a lift or something. So just not having like any, any direction, you know, like not knowing, oh, when am I going to be in school? Like when, when, when do workouts start? Like not knowing any of that was just really like caused me a lot of anxiety. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it really. Um, but you know, the recruiting process, I guess was fun talking to schools. I talked to, uh, Liberty for a while, Buffalo, Western Kentucky, um, Vanderbilt a little bit, uh, Texas state maybe, but not, I'd say Liberty and Buffalo were my two, and Western Kentucky were my three uh, other ones I was competing with Sam Houston for. And, you know, uh, it just didn't work out with those other schools. They were, they're far away, too. Um, you know, they had other guys they were talking to as well and stuff like that. And, and you know, Sam Houston called, and, and I'll be honest, I kind of was, you know, fielding bigger offers at the time. So I was, you know, I was keeping them in, my, in, in eye for sure. I wasn't just ignoring them, but I was seeing what was out there and, and then, um, you know, Keeler hired Coach Bassett, and I talked to him, and, you know, we hit it off real real fast. And, you know, Sam Houston's a great school. They had just won a national championship. It was close to home. Uh, you know, it's a great program. Coach Bassett seemed like a great coach, and, you know, I think it was just the right fit. So, you know, I made that decision to come to Sam, and I, I think it's been one of the best I've ever made. Yeah, and, and the tough thing for this year, especially in recruiting, is – you know, we're not playing for a national championship. We're not playing. We're not eligible for playoffs. And mm-hmm. so it's one of those deals where it's hard because do, can you bring a guy in with one year left and tell him, like, hey, you know, we're not playing any big games, but we're playing against Texas A&M. You're playing the last Piney Woods game, which is that energy. So there are some really cool moments you could have. And now you have tape against Texas A&M, which is an SEC school. Mm-hmm. And so I think the opportunities really aligned. And so kind of to finish this up, talk to me about your, your time at Sam Houston, how you've enjoyed it. And just like high school, you're getting down to your last your last two games. We have two games left, and then, you know, your college career is done. So mm-hmm. what are your feelings going with that? And then, you know, obviously you want to try to go to the draft. So what are the plans for the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, this year has been amazing. I, It's been probably the best year of my life. We're one of them, you know. I've been, I've been healthy this whole year, which is something I don't want to overlook. You know, I, I, I got a full off season to train. And so far, you know, knock on wood, uh, I've been healthy this season. So... You know, that's a big thing. And then just, you know, coming into this new school and, and meeting so many new faces and, and, and I've got new, you know, some of the best of friends, you know, including Dalton, just like I met so many great people and, you know, getting to be here. And I love the culture here. You know, that's something I, I want to talk about. The culture at Sam Houston is such a big deal. You know, people don't uh, the winning the winning isn't an accident. You know, what I'm saying like it's the stand they always talk about the standard the stand this is the standard it's just the culture that that coach keeler and, and players before and coaches before have built here that you know this is a family and we work hard and, and we come to work every day and and we have one goal to win you know and it's a 
a great environment to be in. You know, it's positive, and uh, I, I love it here, and I love our team. You know, we have so many great guys and talented guys, and uh, I know this year is a transition year, and I don't fault any guys for redshirting or doing what's best for them. You know, like you got to do what's best for you. You're going to Conference USA next year, a lot of big games next year, so. You know, I, I'm not mad about uh, what they what they're doing. You know, we still had a great season. We're on a little what five game win streak yeah, now. Games. So you know, we're doing good. That A&M game was crazy, man. Like, I've never I've been in big stadiums. You know, I played Oklahoma, Houston, uh, Cincinnati in the American American Championship game. Uh, what's another one? We've been in the Reliant Stadium multiple times. It's just I've been in some big big stadiums, but nothing like Kyle Field, and especially starting. You know, and playing against those guys, that was a crazy experience. And then the SFA game, you know, the atmosphere of that and all the history and how it ended. And uh, that was a, that's a memory I'll never forget. So this season has been, you know, magic. And I, I've loved every bit of it. And I'm excited for these last two games. You know, it's going to be emotional for sure, especially after that last one. Just knowing I won't be suiting up for a school anymore, you know, not playing for – uh, a team you know I might I uh, might have a chance to play in a, like an all-star game or something after uh, the season um, look I'm looking at those I think I got invited to one of them uh, and then just pro day after that so you know it's it's not gonna stop I'm just gonna as soon as the season's over just you know take a little bit of time just get right into training and and try to you know achieve my dream you know I feel like I have a chance I feel like my film is decent you know I can obviously be a better player I wish I'd played better in some instances, uh, but you know I'm I'm hungry. You know I I'm coachable and, and I wanna I wanna be the best football player I can be and I wanna put on for Sam Houston in the league. You know or, or do something with that. You know and just hopefully that works out. So I'm gonna put my all into it and just uh, keep going. Yeah, man. I mean, and the the moral of the story here is you were a walk on with. No offers. You played one, pretty much mm-hmm. one year in varsity of high school, and now you have a chance for the for the NFL, and that's just the the really cool thing of mm-hmm. seeing how it all played out. And, and it wasn't an easy road. Mm-hmm. A couple injuries, having the transfer, leaving a yeah. school, and, and now where you're at now, starting every game so far and playing really well. And mm-hmm. so, my very last question for you is: What advice would you give to a a young you know, a senior in high school that maybe doesn't have a lot of offers or freshman walk on, like what's your advice to them to, to get into the, to, to the university college football life mm-hmm. and to stay, what, what would you say to them and, and to keep them moving, keep them moving? Forward? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, don't take the negative words to heart. You know, like the people, you know, people are going to knock you down and say, you can't, you can't do this. You can't play at that school. You, you can't play like, you know, I, I know how it is to have no offers. It's, it's demoralizing and seeing other guys get so many and, you know, all you can do, like the real, the advice it's, you know, it's not easy. It's literally just work hard, you know, like look yourself in the mirror every day and just go for it. You know, you have to put in so much work. You have to put in more work than other people. Like you don't get to work as hard as a scholarship guy. Because if y'all, even if y'all are the same level, like better, like if y'all are equal level playing, they're going to go with the scholarship guy because they have money invested. So you have to be above and beyond everything. You have to be on time to everything. You can't miss anything. You have to be putting in extra lifts, extra runs, extra workouts, you know, on your off days. Like your free time needs to be working out or going, you know, working on your craft. Uh, you need to be attentive in meetings. You have to be coachable. You have to be willing to do stuff that other people aren't willing to do. And you have to create value for yourself on a team, you know, because like it is no matter how of a, much of a family a team is, which, you know, Sam Houston is a family. It is a business at the end of the day. 
and there's money involved. And when money is involved, you know, decisions get made. So if you have the dream of walking onto a school and getting a scholarship and getting to play, you know, you have to put in more work than anyone on the team. You know, there's no shortcut. You have to work as hard as you can. Uh, you need to put your, don't be afraid of competition. It's another thing. You need to put yourself in competitive environments against guys that you seem out, feel outmatched by athletically or otherwise, you know, like, cause you're not going to get better going against people that you can dominate, you know, like you, you have to take L's. You're going to, you're going to get your butt kicked so many times <laughs> and you just have to accept that. So just being, just having your stuff together, man, just being reliable, being able to be trustworthy. Like that's another big thing. You know, sometimes the the less talented player will get playing time because he can be trusted and the more talented guy can't be. So it's just, you know, working hard, getting better each day, putting yourself in competitive, competitive environments and just having a hard mindset, you know, that like I, I'm going to weather whatever, I, whatever, you know, I've had to go through more than these people have had to like, I'm, I'm, I'm paying to do this. You know, you got to have that chip on your shoulder. And, uh, what was I going to say? One more thing. Yeah. Just create value for yourself. Create, like make yourself valuable to the team, make it to where if the team lost you, they would be having trouble to replace you. That's what's going to get you paid. Yeah. Well, great conversation with Jordan Boatman. Uh, you can catch him next week. We're playing Abilene Christian. He's number 70, the starting left tackle. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for listening to Walk On Radio. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be doing some more spotlights with some more walk-ons. And uh, if you or anyone you know has a good walk-on story, please message me uh, on my personal Twitter, Meyer 85 or on Walk On Radio, and try to get on the show so we can talk about it. But uh, thank you, Boat, for coming on. You're one of my good friends, and uh, it's a great story. I'm glad we got to share it. And yeah. uh, for everyone listening, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.